You are listening to Ayahuasca Talks, and I am your host, Rebecca Hayden. Journeying within can be a powerful way to begin or continue to heal and grow. If you'd like to explore opportunities to do this with hypnosis, please email me at rebecca.hayden at gmail.com to arrange a free consultation. Or if you're considering microdosing with the ayahuasca vine, please visit ayahuascamicrodosing.com and use the coupon code TALKS to receive a 10% discount on your order. Welcome to another edition of Ayahuasca Talks. Uh, today we have Catherine Coder with us. Catherine's spiritual name is Ava, and she is a trauma-informed transpersonal psychotherapist. Uh, from a transpersonal perspective, she helps her clients with deeper awakenings and integrations. She has taught lunar wisdom, elemental wisdom, plant wisdom, elements of ceremony and facilitated women's work, council circles, workshops, retreats, and more. Welcome. Mm, thank you, Rebecca. It's great to be with you again. Yeah, it's been a while. And um, mm -hmm. we did a show that I, I don't think it actually launched in the end. <laughs> I was having so many technical issues back then. But um, I think that this was all so meant to be. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, it always is, isn't it? Yes. And today we're going to talk about personal power uh, in a time when I think a lot of people are often feeling powerless. And uh, I think that that makes it all the more reason for us to discuss this. And I saw that you did a little segment on um, what you call personal sovereignty. And yeah, I'd like you to go into that and and then we'll bring in, you know, the the plant teacher wisdom that that we've experienced and and how we personally um, have contended with matters relating to personal power on our own path, and and what we can, you know, what we can offer as a result of that. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, well, I think personal sovereignty has been. Um, I have different I have different words that come to me at different times and um, both the words initiation and sovereignty have felt like very important archetypes and uh, points of mastery for this year uh, and of course we're coming to the close of the year but sovereignty really um, there is so much afoot in our collective right now, just to <laughs> put it simply. And mm -hmm. I, I think the times that we're living in now are relatively unprecedented for folks of our age and younger folks. And we haven't quite been faced with um, the same kind of dilemma um, so much. And so I will say um, in my work, which gets into subtle realm work and astral work and different levels of spiritual work and mystical practice, that there is a point in, or many points in one's personal development and spiritual development where uh, you're asked to become sovereign 
in yourself and in your body. And so I've been playing with this concept of sovereignty um, more so the last few months. Um, I don't know if it's too much to share <laughs> for your audience, but I deal with a, a fair amount of psychic attack. And that may be something that's strange for folks who don't know it or haven't experienced it, but that's been something that's been in my field for the last six or so, seven years. And so I've been learning different ways of working with that when I feel like something has come into my body um, that doesn't belong there. And so I've been working with um, some different practices to reclaim sovereignty. Oh, wow, this is really interesting. I can so talk about this, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, and you know, let's let's just let's just weird out on this because it is strange, you know. I mean, depending yeah. on where you're coming from, like for those yeah. of us who have worked with plant medicines and worked in the shamanic, you know, mm -hmm. sort of field, and um, and and what I see really, because I always try to bring it down to terms that people will will understand because it, it's possible to do that it really is in a lot of ways I mean there's mm -hmm. some stuff that we can't possibly put words to but mm -hmm. the way that I see it uh, how we can relate to this in in our everyday world is um we have uh, it, it's we're no strangers to this we just don't realize it um agree I, I remember uh, having an experience, and many of us have with people in our lives, where someone is just so wounded in such a way where, um, and our relationship with them is, of course, designed by us to teach us something. Mm. And and because of these wounds that correspond strangely to our own, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. we we experience some negativity coming our way. and. And there are times when in your mind, you'll, you'll uh, sometimes, you know, especially when it's kind of alive and, and happening, you know, where you have contact at times or people, you know, do with this person, when you think about it, this situation, you know, you'll feel awful. Um, you'll also think about them and feel like there is ill will coming your way. And, you know, this is a way for the average person to relate to you know, what we call uh, in spiritual terms, like these attacks and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and, and of course, you know, and then there's other, and then there's mm -hmm. stuff that, you know, yeah. yes. Yeah. Then there's stuff that is just, it, it may not fall easily into that mm -hmm. category, mm -hmm. but at the same time, because there's a frame of reference there, mm -hmm. there is a way to understand it and to not give it all this power, like, oh my God, you know? Um, Agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ult ultimately, it's all God. Ultimately, it's all the divine. It's all coming from source. And I think without that reframe or that way of understanding it in the larger context, it starts seeming really threatening or um, scary. <laughs> you know, something that we need to develop fear around. And I, I don't think it's that. But what I have recently come to understand is that it's been very helpful for me in understanding how to really get into 
claiming my sovereignty in my body and my physical space and my energetic bodies, subtle bodies, and really uh, inhabiting uh, my space and, and even physically pushing things out that may be in my space that don't belong there. And in my experience, there is an energetic shift before and after there's a certain measure of safety, um, a feeling of safety that I'm able to access afterwards, a feeling of power, a feeling of groundedness that I'm able to access afterwards. And I find those to be very valuable. Oh, yeah. I, I can relate to all this. Oh, my God. This is so important to, for us to be discussing it now. Um, yeah, I, I've had these experiences, too. And it can be extremely unsettling, um, to say the very least, when it's yes. happening. Yes, um, very unsettling. And it's uh -huh. just, yeah, and, and you do, you know, some of us do often go into this state of, I don't know what's going on. And that's part of it. You know, that is, you know, the strange medicine that's working. I mean, again, I'm going to try to bring it down to terms that people can understand. Many of the medicines that we take, even allopathic medicines, you know, some of it's considered to be poison, even um, some of the plant medicines could be. And so mm -hmm. when you look at it that way, that this is possible, that it's possible to put something that could be deemed as harmful, um, to, to take it to, to heal something within you, uh, then we can also see that aspects of our lives that seem just terrible at the time mm -hmm. are also designed in a way to to help something emerge from within us that that shouldn't that that is is causing harm, you know, and they they kind of connect. There is this yes. you know magnetic nature, and so it brings it up, and then we have to experience all the ugliness of it, and then we choose to let it go. We choose to make it go. We discover that we actually have that power because we have to because we can't go on that way, and ultimately we do. You know, I mean, I've been through situations, I'm sure you can relate to this, where there are times you're in distress and you're like, oh, my God, I need someone to help me do this. And the way that my path has gone is that for me, it's been very intentional that I can't at the times when I feel I might need it because I am meant to work through it myself. I am meant to mm -hmm. discover that I can do this. And in fact, it all happened so that I could discover these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so many different ways it can go as well. I've had some amazing, I have, you know, a, a few people on speed dial for certain particular kinds of emergencies, but I have learned that I can do uh, all of it myself. And that's been very empowering and a big transition point for me and my own development with all of this and you know i want to say just on this kind of this thread that i had a realization i want to say last july and i was attending this week-long um, advanced meditation retreat with joe dispenza which was fun it was very fun and i um you know, I haven't said anything about this publicly before, um, but I am a victim of and a survivor of domestic violence. And this has been kind of a nut that I have been working on for the last five years um, since my son, since I got pregnant with my son. 
And I've been embroiled in a situation which I wouldn't wish upon anyone, really. And so, you know, I've kind of gone around it and around it and around it and around it. And and there have been all of these nuances to understanding how to heal through very specific kinds of traumas. Um, and there was a point that I reached last July where I realized that there wasn't going to be anyone or anything that was going to hand me safety. You know, the court system wasn't going to be able to write this and, you know, the injustice that was done. There isn't, isn't going to be a system or a structure in society or a group or a person or none of those things were going to ever restore the balance of safety within me and that I had to do it myself. And this was a big point of growth for me when that really clicked that it's going to have to be me claiming my safety in this world. And it's such a strange kind of animal because, you know, yes, I've been able to remove myself from um, the immediate circumstance, but the nature of the circumstance is such that I can never really be fully removed from it. Um, and so I deal with ongoing kinds of toxicity and knowing that that may never end. I have had to find my own sovereignty and safety anyway, and claim it and project it and embody it. (laughs) Yes. I mean, it has been a real trial by fire. Let me tell you. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people are going through similar things. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, without getting into the details of what's happening now, I think everybody kind of gets it. Um, There are many people who, I mean, this is just, it's, it's such an opportunity for growth and I know it's painful. And Mm -hmm. um, just as we're discussing all the big things that we've achieved, uh, you know, growth wise, well, not all, but many of them have come in this way. And, you know, we're, we're seeing now where, where, where we're at, you know, we're seeing that certain relationships are, are, you know, not what they could be. Um, you know, and we're making big decisions and, you know, mm-hmm. there's, th- this is coming to, to provide us with that kind of clarity. And, and now it's a choice of what we do about that. And you're right in many circumstances, you know, it kind of is designed to drive us to that point where we know we need to feel safe. We know we need to get to that point. And we stop running to everybody else for that and to some kind of fix it thing and mm-hmm. realize that, okay, it's time for me to go within and realize and figure out how to do this myself. I've got to do it and, and I'm going to do it, you know? And when we start to look for those, we're gonna find them. When we start to look for that, we will find it. A lot of this stuff is driving us to the place where inevitably we are eventually looking within for for the answers for not the answers necessarily, but starting to agree to say, I can do this and I will do it. And I, I'm asking for assistance to do this. And then everything, you know, works in my, in my experience 
towards that, then then you go forward in such great ways and so powerfully. Mm -hmm. Yes, 100% agree with that. And I think a huge part of my resource in all of this, because I have been dislocated from my home community in this last five years and um, went through a very, very difficult uh, court experience and, you know, went through a lot of different things um, in the last five years. And so for me, uh, whatever's happening now started for me years ago, (laughs) started well before 2020. Um, And when 2020 rolled around, I looked at that and I was like, you know what? I'm not going down with this ship. I have been fighting for my life and my child's life and our sovereignty and our health and our well-being and our safety. And I am not going to succumb to some pandemic. You know? <laughs> I was just totally turned off by the entire idea of that. And I was um, had spent my court case ended in um, late August of 2019 and I lost my court case actually. And so I spent three months meditating basically. Um, My son then was uh, shifted to a 50-50 parenting schedule with his dad. And so he was with his father much more than he had been before. And I had lost all of my work. I had no work basically. Um, nothing to do. And, and my son was away for half the week. And I just sat in meditation because quite frankly, it was the only thing that made sense. Um, and I just kept at that. And I started watching like January, February, I was kind of tracking where things were going. And I just said, no, no, (laughs) no. this isn't good. You know, I'm not going to die on this hill, you know, and my ancestors, I started deepening in my ancestral uh, lineage work and my maternal line goes back 40,000 years into Eurasia. And I share ancestors with the people that became native American people. Um, They, my ancestors survived the great flood in 8,000 BC and I really leaned into that. It's like, you know what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not going to kick me off this planet. You know, I'm here and my ancestors have been here for a really long time and we have survived horrors and we've survived earth changes and tragedies. And yeah, it's like, okay, no, like this isn't, I'm not going down like this. I'm just, yes. Yeah. And now we have a chance to harness all of that and change it. Mm-hmm. No wonder things are going crazy. It's a changing of trajectory, potentially. Mm-hmm. You know, for those, for, for, for anybody who wants it. And, and yes, you know, all of us have extensive, rich histories to draw upon. And that is powerful. You know, I I love how the shamanic world and the plant medicine world and all of these, you know, uh, mindfulness and, you know, meditation, it's all brought to light the possibilities that exist beyond, you know, such material considerations. Um, 
you know, these these ideas and the concepts that we have power that goes well beyond this very limited, you know, uh, view that that has been so popular for so long. That's right. And once, yeah, and once we tap into that, and once we start to also make it our own, you know, like, yes, there are many traditions, they resonate with some people. But once you get the hang of it, you know, you just make it your own. Um, mm-hmm. there, there are so many examples of this. Um, and once you develop, you know, if, if it's your thing, if it's meant to be for you, these personal relationships with these spiritual allies, these, yes, this yes. higher consciousness, you'll see how utterly personal it can be. And then the path becomes so customized and so personal to the point where you've got like inside jokes and all kinds mm-hmm. of things going on and they help you navigate all of this strange and unsettling stuff. And I'm not saying it's always easy, but you do realize that you're not alone in it. And the not aloneness is this higher reality that is there and and accessible to all of us. And it's so powerful and it's part of who we are. And then we discover how powerful we are. And, you know, there are going to be times where we're triggered and we're sent back into old wounds. And there's many of us and Mm -hmm. like yourself, who have lots of this stuff to deal with. And I don't call it baggage. I call it, um, you know, our personal program, the one that we came in with, the one that we agreed to, the one that we agreed to come in and experience so that we can come to this point where we're discovering all kinds of things in ourselves because we have to. And it's so wonderful to realize that amidst all of this turmoil mm-hmm. that you come to this point where you go, wait a minute, I'm not buying into this anymore. I'm not going to invest in what is harming me. I'm not going to invest in what is making me fearful. I've been there. I've gone into the fear. I've gone into the victimhood. I've done that. <laughs> and I don't like it. Nobody does. <laughs> you know. And you mm-hmm. can't sustain it for long because it just invites more havoc, right? And you get to the point where you get sick of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. And I think there has to be, um, there has to be kind of a an equanimity that that develops, and it doesn't have to be anything, right? But I think for me personally, it's it's we have so many different identities. You know, we can identify as a victim. We can identify as a survivor. We can identify as this or that, or, you know, and ultimately there, there is, there is an, an awareness that is holding all of those possibilities and identities. And there is, um, there's an ability to both identify and disidentify when needed and a larger perspective and holding of, of the beingness or the soul that is the one traversing all of this territory. And I think it's when we get so locked into this kind of microscopic perspective or view on our lives and we, we lose the forest from the trees, so to speak, that we, we get kind of lost in it. And, and I, I think, yeah, we go down certain rabbit holes and, you know, we have to explore, we have to, for whatever reason, we've signed up for it, we've agreed to it, it's part of our soul's path of development. And, and then eventually we come out of it, pan out of it, and, you know, integrate it, transcend it, um, hold it in a new way. And, 
Oh, I mean, for me, if you if you watch these videos of people and I, my partner had a near death experience in his late teens. And so, you know, anyone who's gone to the other side will tell you a radically different story about what's going on here <laughs> than, yes. than anyone else. And certainly in some plant medicine journey is like going to the beyond beyond and returning um, going through these um, metaphorical initiatory deaths and rebirths. I mean, I think the feminine, like wired into our, our bodies and our cells and our DNA is this death, rebirth, death, rebirth, death, rebirth cycle. And here we're in Scorpio, right? You know, we're, <laughs> you know, coming into this full embodiment of the death, rebirth cycle. And so it's, it's so important, I think, to be able to pan out and see the see the forest from the trees, hold it in perspective, know that everything happening is divine. And this in itself is a great spiritual test of maturity and point of development. Like it's easy to call something divine that feels good. But the things that feel terrible, the fact that we have to call those divine as well, I mean, gosh, the amount of personal growth and spiritual mileage one gains from gestating in the true and deep acceptance of all of life experience as divine, as God, as source, this, this is highly transformative. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you think of even being born, there's all kinds of elements of that, right? It's some of them are painful. Yeah, very painful. You think you're gonna die? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, yeah, and and so many of us who have given birth have, you mm -hmm. know, gone through a transformation. I mean, mm -hmm. it's inevitable. You can't help but go through some kind of transformation. But for some of us, it's a big spiritual awakening in and of itself and yes. it can be followed by this dark period like I went through and that was necessary I needed to delve into all the dark stuff that I was going to eventually move through and out of and mm -hmm. and it was important really important to do that because I'd never be here in the way that I am now if I didn't go through that and so now this is another one right and it's, and it's poking me and it's prodding me mm. and it's bringing out all the stuff that was oh, very yeah. deep, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, it's, it's ready, you know, it's happening because of that. We are ready. And think about this, like worldwide, we've been shifting in, in so many ways. I mean, the mindfulness movement and, and rediscovering all of these great gifts that our ancestors were practicing in all areas of the earth originally okay. before religion before all of that and okay. we're rediscovering this for a reason now mm -hmm. yeah. and i'm not saying every single person will use it in this very same way mm -hmm. uh, there's a reason why we're all different and we're uh, some of us on different paths but what i will say is that it's hard not to recognize that this in itself is such a powerful thing and not everybody's doing, but enough people are that it is shifting things. And I do believe that that has everything to do with what's happening now. Mm. So I want to move. Yeah. I want to move on to um, something sure. that's more, just some more day-to-day -day stuff, uh, things that we can uh, relate to 
in terms of moving into our power, recognizing when we're not, how we're using it. Um, the way that it was presented to me, you know, initially uh, years ago when I came back from my first ayahuasca retreat and I had this this dialogue still going on and was learning so much from it. And um, one of the things was about this, about power and, and how it's used and, and the way. That, and again, we can use so many different words, sovereignty, power, um, free will. Mm-hmm. And so at the time, my question was formed at using the word words free will because mm-hmm. I've got a philosophical background. It was natural to me at the time. Mm-hmm. And the response came, yeah, sure, you have free will and you're using it all the time, often against yourself. Mm-hmm. What I had to recognize was that we think that we're powerless at times, but we don't see how we're using our power. And even paying attention to something and putting energy into it, because inevitably we will when we're paying attention to something, when we're focusing on it, um, that can be giving our power away, depending on what it is and mm-hmm. whether it serves us or not, sure. or how it serves us. And I'm not saying, you know, never do anything like that. We're in this life. We're having all kinds of experiences, but we can intentionally find our way back. And we can do that by well, how do you feel when you're focusing on this thing? And ask the question, does it serve you? And get to that point when you're getting to that point where you're wildly uncomfortable and all the rest of it. Not that change and you know growth isn't uncomfortable at times, but just be aware of it and come back to yourself. And there are times when, yeah, it maybe it does serve you. Maybe there's a reason that you're in there and you need to be. But there are other times when you're just banging your self over the head needlessly <laughs> and that's also to get you to that point where you need to go yeah yeah i think so yeah and and i from my understanding and um i guess what i've learned is that spirit doesn't really care um there's not a judgment for us around how we're doing it or how long it takes or how many lifetimes it takes to crack a particular nut and, you know, <laughs> harvest the wisdom from it. There's, uh, there's, there's not a judgment. There's not, there's no judgment there. And so it can take us as long um, or as little time as it does. And, and I also think that this, you know, this divine place that we emerge out of this sort of formless pregnant emptiness also is, it's not of, of a dual world. It's not of a polarity consciousness. And so whether it's painful or pleasurable is, is relatively irrelevant in the, from this other kind of God place. It's like, are we learning our lessons, you know, (laughs) or not? And sometimes, you know, for uh, pain is a fantastic teacher. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not one that we wish upon ourselves or others, but it can be a very effective teacher. There's a place for all of it um, as, as it all exists. Yes, absolutely. I uh, got lessons around that. And I had a sense early on when, with this dialogue after asking a billion questions and getting a sense of what this experience was really going to be like in my life. Mm. I, I totally understood right away that there wasn't this kind of emotionally charged judging you know, figure that I had learned about when I was very young and Catholic, sure. you know, in a Catholic context. It, yeah. it is very different. And um, 
it's really, we're driving this, right? We are driving this experience, hard as it may be to comprehend that at times. Mm-hmm. And when we get back to, and, and we'll go in all kinds of directions, as you say, mm-hmm. and, and that's fine too. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's we who decide what comes of this, what we make of it. And eventually, you know, we may get to the point where, where we can harness all of it and you respond in a way that is powerful and serves us well. And all of those other things that didn't can bring us to this point, or as you say, or not, you know, not everybody is meant to or wants to. And we decide in the end, and that's again, our power, you know, we decide what we make of this. So mm-hmm. it's it's in our hands, whether we are aware of it or not. And mm-hmm. yeah, that may be hard to fathom, but Mm-hmm. If you're curious enough about it, you can explore it in your mind. And it's certainly an empowering thing, even just to contemplate, because that's the beginning. And it could very well lead you to amazing places. And just consider how much more possibilities, positive possibilities lay in that contemplation than the kind of contemplations that a lot of these other influences will lead us to. <laughs> I mean, you watch in the news or you're no, like, no. there are there are many companies and entities out there that are fully aware of how powerful our focus is. That's why they want to get our attention all the time. Oh, <laughs> right? I, I say this all the time now. I say it to clients on a regular basis and I've been working with the somatic experiencing modality for almost four years, and it's a really powerful um, healing modality for trauma. And it requires, as you know, mindfulness does, it requires attention and awareness and the ability to track. And, you know, we kind of gain facility in tracking if we've never done it before. And it's not that hard to learn. It's very natural. We know how to do it automatically in a way, but we may be feeling awkward with it. But I tell clients all the time, uh, you know, your awareness, awareness, your attention is perhaps the most valuable thing that you have. And that's why everyone is clamoring for it. All the marketers want it, you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> all the social medias want it. They want our attention. They want this energy, this focus, this awareness capacity that we have because it is so powerful, so powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and there are parts of you, you know, of all of us that need our attention it needs our attention badly. And that's when we go into the body and we go into mm-hmm. all of those <laughs> tremendous aspects of ourselves and some that are in pain mm-hmm. and start to and start to really discover what that's about and how it can teach us and and then and, and listen so that we can heal, you know? Yeah. Not shut it down. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And what I love in working with my clients is that they start seeing how powerful they are, how much of an ally their body is and has always been. Um, their, their ability to have very deep experiences and in a, in a fairly short order, their capacity to regulate themselves, 
these kinds of things are not difficult. We just haven't really been taught them. They're not hard to learn. And it's, it's love. It's really wonderful. It's very enriching and gratifying to see people awakening to their own power, you know, the own, their mm. own magic even. Yeah. I, I have these experiences all the time with my clients too. And what I work with is hypnosis, but very similar mm. to a lot of mindful techniques. I mean, and everybody brings their own magic to their practice. And mm-hmm. uh, mine tends to be very shamanic at times. And these are just flavors that help us discover our own power, help us discover all that great stuff inside and how we can change it. And again, I always like to bring these things back to sort of everyday examples and, and things that we do experience in, in this 3D world yeah. that hint at all of this stuff. So hypnosis has got a bad reputation and it does because the way that it's talked about uh, is in such a way where, well, I mean, we've got these, you know, outrageous caricatures, of, <laughs> you know, the, the the performers on stage and be a chicken and all of this stuff. But the truth is it's happening. Yeah. And it's happening all the time though. So uh, yes. you'll notice, or you might notice that you know, with news reports, uh, a lot of people are discovering this, that the same things are repeated over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And when you've got high focus on something and you get that repeating and that layering of yes. these concepts and themes, that is hypnosis. I mean, it could be argued that we're in it like a lot of the time. So why not harness the power of attention and awareness and relaxation and focus it in a place where we can do the most good. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have control over that. You know, we, I think in some of the ways that we're educated or the ways that we've been raised for, you know, I'm not sure how many generations we end up feeling like we're not really able to be in control or power, you know, empowered in a certain way or, Um, maybe our educational system is disempowering or we're always looking for an outside authority to tell us what to do. And so I think a lot of what you're talking about as well are things that I think about um, how to just return to a state of self-authoring, self-authority. Obviously we don't, you know, run amok in society. We're (laughs) conscious of our, you know, collective that we're a part of, but we can't be outsourcing our um, our authority to someone else who may or may not have our best interest in heart. Yeah, it's a painful lesson and that a lot of us are learning. And here's another thing that these great teachers <laughs> have helped me see is that even that is um, is an agreement. So I totally get it. You're absolutely right. I see that all the time where, especially when you become a parent, you really start to be aware of who's influencing them and in what way. And if you're not busy, not too busy to do that, and if it's, you know, something that you choose to kind of, you know, open up to, you do start to see that, you know, my child is learning a lot of things, but I realized that my child in school was learning that he was not important Mm. and that when and, and he wasn't good as good as these other people at these certain things 
and that the person in the front of the room is more powerful than he is and more important and that when he needed to go to the bathroom his body wasn't as important as the lesson that he was learning and the timing of it mm. so he had to hold on to that until the end of it so mm. and and these these aren't overt these are lessons that are happening all the time and they may or may not be intentional but that's not yes. the point it really doesn't matter the point yes. is that it's happening and you can yes. see it if you're if you're opening up to this and and we're all learning lessons like that all the time. So if we consider this and, and open up to other influences in our lives, mm-hmm. you know, what's, what, what is that messaging like? And in the end, we do make our own decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, decide, we decide other people will decide for us. That's a decision. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it might and be that's, conscious, but... <laughs> Sure. And it's still a decision to be respected. So it's a choice. That is a choice too, right? It's a choice Mm -hmm. to to farm it out. And I'm not saying that we don't do that with some things, um, but you're right. There is a conscious and a less conscious version of it. And I think the less conscious is what we're trained to do from a very early age to farm all of it out. And there's this understanding that we couldn't possibly, but you know, who is it that's deciding whether this is good for you, right? In the end, you are, in. if you decide that someone else is, like sometimes we have agreements, right? We have mm-hmm. uh, practitioners we work with, people work with me. Um, you know, we work with all kinds of people. And if you get a sense that they really do uh, are out to empower you and they are aligned with you in terms of what you want to get out of things and then it can be a great thing and you're not necessarily farming it out you're you're partnering and then um there are people that you may not be able to have that relationship with so what kind of relationship do you have and these are things to consider because this is again us using our power you know in in these ways and this is all coming to light. 2020 was a year of clarity. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Painful as it might have been. And now, <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I had predicted it. I just didn't really know exactly how that was going to come about. Mm-hmm. I had this really kind of high in the sky idea about it. <laughs> agree, agree. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so 2021 can be like, okay, so what are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think for me, my awakening really started in my um, late teens and early 20s through mental illness, through feeling depressed. And, you know, there was this sense of like, something's wrong. You know, there's something wrong. There's something wrong with me in the way that I'm interacting with the world or relating to the world or relating to my power or, you know, not even identifying that I had any power. And 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 so I, I do think there are these these points in our lives where we're, I mean, we could call them illness or what have you, but we're asked to do this like deep reassessment, like, wait, what is happening right now? Why do I feel terrible? Um, or, you know, feel X, Y, Z. And, and I think that, that, that has been going on for a long time. People coming into these pockets in their life that are asking for, for this reevaluation and wait, what making the unconscious agreements conscious and then negotiating with those, deciding if they like them or not and how to renegotiate and live in a way that feels more authentic or more connected at some sort of soul level. That makes sense. Sure it does. Yeah. And this is important. Like 
I think there's a deep wisdom there. Uh, there was a reason why I was depressed. Um, I was mm -hmm. depressed because uh, <laughs> because of all all the things we're talking about. You know, exactly. um, yeah. I had I had created relationships and my whole reality out of this understanding that I was powerless and everybody else was you know more important than me. Right. And look where it led. I mean, inevitably, it was going to lead to depression because depression was my awakening. It was my understanding mm -hmm. that things are terribly wrong. Yes, <laughs> you know, exactly. Exactly. And one of my favorite teachings from ayahuasca has been this really kind of pointed, direct statement of you have to take responsibility for everything in your life. Everything. You know, there's not Ooh. one thing you get to, you know, shirk off or like, no everything you're responsible for this and and she was very direct with me because I still had some kind of like lingering pockets of depression even years later and it's really still working through um some pieces of that and 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 she said to me and she he you know it what have you um said look you can do this you can do this little depressive thing for as long as you want there's no judgment for you you can do it or, you know, and she kind of, she showed me this, you know, she's like kind of a truer version of myself. And she said, or you could do this and it's your choice. You do what you want. And it has stayed with me so powerfully. I mean, this has been 10 years, <laughs> you know, it's been at least well, it's been about 10 years, um, maybe eight, but yeah, very, very powerful. And this, the sense of the choice and the responsibility and the need to take personal responsibility for oneself and one, one's life, one's choices. I'm so glad you brought this up. Oh my God, I can relate to this so completely. And it's utterly customized to impactful, you know, um, yeah. with me, there was a, a gentler um, sort of, you know, prodding at one point, let's take this, this woman out, you know, meaning me, mm -hmm. see what we can do with her mm -hmm. in this life, mm -hmm. you know, and it was an invitation, it was beautiful. And at that time, there was so much in me that was resistant to it, that I then had to go and it was such a, a you know, you know, they always wave the carrot, right? Yeah, the carrot. And, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. which is this lovely, all this possibility, look at all that, let's go for it. And then, uh, and then all of your crap, you know, rises to the challenge and says, mm -hmm. no, we can't because of this or when, 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 because of that. And that's okay. That's all the stuff that they're enticing forward. They want that to come to the surface so that you can heal it. And then, you know, you wait in it for a while, you have to like sort through it and move through it. You know, you can't deny it. And you'll be in it for a while, but while you are, you know, if, if you continue with this intention to heal um, and you can't force it, you have to let it happen. Exactly. You can't, you have to move as gracefully through it as you possibly can. And there are moments that are so edgy. Oh my God. I felt like I, I needed to apologize for my son so often, but mm. you know, I did explain to him what it was. And I said, look, when we come through this, <laughs> Mm -hmm. It's going to be so much better. So please be patient with me and I'll we're be patient with, with you. And we're just going to go for it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, we'll, and I do, cause I, I get edgy when I'm going through one of those growth spurts. It's like, it's, it, it can be 
you know, really nasty at times. Mm, I know. Well, it's and a disintegration and then an integration. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's it's just a process and it's it's so natural and you gotta, you know, and I get reminders and it's always good. And so uh, while I go through the process, I'm reminded of the very first time I went through this and it's like, this is it again. It's like, oh mm -hmm. shit, yeah, I remember that. That was, that was nasty, here we go. Mm -hmm. It's much better though now. Like mm -hmm. as soon as she reminds me of what it used to be like, I'm grateful and I go, okay, I can totally do this. Mm -hmm. um, and another thing that was similar to your story was um, because yeah, for me, uh, depression on and off and it's, I just consider it to be just part of this whole process it, and it is, and I know it and I'll never experience it the way that I did initially. Sure. But there is a familiarity to these moods and, and it's good because then I go, I recognize and I go, ah, yeah, this again, gotcha. It's part of the, <laughs> part of this whole thing. I'm on my way and I just got to be patient. It'll be fine. Um, another thing she said to me was when my thoughts tend to stray in those places that may take me there and at times that it just doesn't serve me okay. or take me down those rat holes or what have you, you know, in the mm -hmm. direction that's just that's not aligned with my intentions that I express so clearly so often. She says, you know, where are you going with that? Cause you'll get there. Yeah, exactly. You'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're going in a, you know, these bad guys and you know what yeah. they're about and those guys should be doing that kind of thing. Yes. And it's like, okay, is that yeah. the direction you really want to go in? Cause you will yeah. get there. Exactly. <laughs> and that's yeah. not your power for you that's your power for whoever it is you're focusing on and whatever nasty thing that you're focused on you'll that's the direction you're going in you'll get there and it's like okay no that's not where I, that's not my destination that's not my intended destination so I better shift pretty quickly right mm -hmm. yeah I really love that I love I love what you share because it, it's so true you know if we spend if we really spend all of this time thinking and going into and musing about and coming back to and ruminating on, it's like, yep, there it is. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> very, very easy. Very, very easy. Yeah. I think such a huge part of my um, teaching the last five years has been surrender and <laughs> admitting and this is this is the this is the you know the crazy dialectic between power and powerlessness right and or um i like to say like waving the white flag of surrender and admitting mm -hmm. like there's a what's the first step in the 12 steps admitting you know admitting powerlessness and you know admitting that the divine is more powerful i i'm not gone to the AA process so i'm just <laughs> you know riffing a little bit, but I, I think there've been very, very distinct times of many over the last five years where I've had to really just surrender and, mm -hmm. and give it, give it back over to God, God, God us, because there's no way that I, as a, a human in this body, is going to be able to contain it, really understand it, explain it, fix it, or, you know, any of that. And it just had, I just had to, and I keep going through this because there are things arising today that feel very daunting um, at times collectively. And so I keep as much as I can remember to do it, just turning, turning it over and, you know, taking my place for a moment in the humility of the human experience and 
and honoring that humility and not knowing. And, and there's some, there's some really nice checkpoint with that where it feels right to, to be in that space, not of, not of a false modesty you know, nothing of a, or a, a victim kind of powerlessness, but a, just a true, you know, salt of the earth, humility and, and honoring the great mystery as having a, a deeper wisdom in all of this than I could even comprehend. Yes, this is such a great topic too, a constant theme for me as well. And I've had difficulty with it in the past and I, I always get reminders. So, you know, it's never long, but it's like surrender to, you know, and they always remind me, it's like, no, you're surrendering to that part of you that is God. You're surrendering to that deeper wisdom instead of usually when I get that message, I'm like fighting or in some way. And I don't uh, mean like externally aggressive stuff. I mean, this inner, this inner edginess or turmoil or whatever it is that I'm up against. And then you relax. And that is so powerful. This is another Mm. thing that is contrary to so much of what we've been taught in this Mm. world. Um, This, you know, power in this world is often associated with or illustrated as this aggression or, you know, this force or these things. And and when we delve into the world of wisdom, we discover that this is so not true. (laughs) So Mm. many things are turned on their head, you know, I mean, so quickly, like, my God, you know, I'm sure you can relate to this at the very beginning. It just felt like, okay, if I turn my whole world upside down completely, I think I'll get it right. You know, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> down is up, up is down. Yeah, I say that all the time. Up is down, down is up. <laughs> so you're not really surrendering to, you know, something other than you. You're surrendering to that deep part of you that is connected to this. Mm-hmm. This presence, this God, this this greater uh, capacity, that this greater force that we're all part of, this greater reality, um, this powerful higher consciousness, whatever words really resonate with you, put them there. And that's what we're surrendering to. It is power. Um, it is peaceful. Power, peace, all this stuff. It's love. All related, you know. Presence, presence, awareness. Yeah. Yes. Attention, focus. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So this is a good place to end it. And I'm so grateful that you were able to join me today. And um, please, yeah, if you feel comfortable, uh, how about you offer the audience an opportunity to, uh, to get in touch with you if you'd like, your website. Oh, sure. Thank you. Thank you. So I went through my own personal rebirth um, in 2020. And so I'm working um, under a new website, uh, which is www.evamedicina.com, E-V-A-M-E-D-I-C-I-N-A.com. And you can find everything there that I'm doing, um, including my book on integrating visionary plant medicine experiences and my work with trauma and my temple, elemental medicine temple program. I'm currently just started a new round of that. It's been really, it's already just really juicy and I will do that again in 2022 for folks that are looking for 
some kind of medicine like that. And my one-on-one work is there as well. I've pulled back a bit from social media. And so folks that really want to engage with me, I invite you to subscribe to my newsletter. I do not send a lot of stuff out on that. I'm a busy mom of a small (laughs) child. I don't have time to be peppering everybody with emails, but um, I do send things out there that I really want to communicate to my community. Thank you so much. Thank you too. Uh, It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Ayahuasca Talks. Please visit RebeccaHayden.com for more ayahuasca integration content and for information about working with me and using hypnosis as an empowering integration tool.